Good morning. It is Friday. So this week we played Thursday night. Next week we will be playing Thursday night. So expect another Friday edition of Mumphrey's Musings. Uh, I'd like to try to switch it up a little bit because instead of the, which to me it comes across I think as sort of um, nitpicky or maybe monotonous about going over the details of what everybody's going through, uh, which would it's Curse of Strahd. There probably aren't a lot of people that are interested in it that haven't already seen it. So, you know, spoilers aside and all. Uh, the players last night, we got together. Start time, we've moved it up a little bit, which was uh, due to one of the players' uh, work hours changing. So, honestly, it was nice to finish up a little earlier and still get in a pretty good four, four and a half hour session last night. Uh, we've been using the above uh, VTT for the last three weeks or so to uh, play on and all the players were in on D&D um, Beyond beforehand and that thing the, the, the above VTT layers just on top of that and lets you roll straight from your sheets uh, it lets you import if you own the material in D&D Beyond you can import maps directly into the, um, the VTT and lay stuff right down so um, and if you're using uh, uh, an adventure there from uh, beyond it's super I think it's super simple to uh, go ahead and pull anything you can use the players maps or the DMs maps from material that you own import it in uh, within a matter of moments uh, last night I'm, I mean I was pulling uh, some uh, uh, see the players decided to go back to Velaki after finishing up uh, rummaging around the Amber Temple. Uh, and we ended up visiting a couple old spots there, the Blue Water Inn, for example, uh, to speak to the Were Ravens there, um, Irwin and Danica. That uh, took probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 45 seconds to go from uh, creating a, hitting the Create a Scene button and selecting Curse of Strahd and pulling in a couple of maps from, you know, straight from the module there, and then you're ready to go. Those come in uh, configured, at least uh, they will tell you they're configured, uh, five foot squares. You've got your player tokens directly from D&D Beyond, monster tokens available. I really have, have enjoyed it so far. The only issue I've run into, and I seem to have this problem any time I'm using a VTT, is if I pull in a a map from uh, like a PDF or something that I've purchased and I want to go ahead and cut out a map of a, a house or a cellar or whatever and import it in. I have trouble getting it sized correctly uh, so you know so that the players can still use the tools for measurement and everything and it's still somewhat accurate. Didn't have a lot of luck with that because I tried to pull a, a map in on the fly and I had to configure it myself and it was a little ugly compared to what we've been getting, what we were getting used to using the uh, maps on D&D Beyond and porting those directly in. Uh, so that's more of a meta, I guess, metagaming tools issue there. But as far as uh, using and running items straight from D&D Beyond, I heartily recommend using uh, Above TT. I believe you can support the creator through... Um, that, I'm not sure if there's a Patreon because I'm not a member of Patreon, but I think there was a Kofi, you know, where you can or a PayPal thing where you could just do a little support 
uh, donation for it because it's it's really smooth. Um, really liking that so far. So anyway, uh, finished up Amber Temple. We over the last, especially uh, here in Amber Temple with the uh, you know Xanther, uh, the Lich that you know forgotten his name. We did a good bit of role playing around more so than uh, aside from running into the Flaming Skulls combat with those. Uh, they've done more role-playing. Um, there's a barbarian quartet that they met in the Amber Temple. Unfortunately, three of the four members there uh, perished fighting the Flaming Skulls. Uh, so we've uh, sort of rescued or escorted one uh, the one remaining uh, NPC who has decided to join the party. They seem rather keen on picking up some muscle, so now they've added a sidekick warrior. Um, leveled up last night so they are going to be level nine there's not a whole lot again planned out ahead so I'm, I'm probably going to just give them the opportunity to do some more uh, digging around in Velaki. I, I put in a adventure off of the DM's guild called the Walker House Crypt and instead of having Father Lucian having been turned as a vampire I just put it in as a small uh, drop an adventure to give them some more um, some more room to flex their muscles as there were some low-level whites in there and a Bulgura demon. Um, it was just, I thought it was kind of neat because they, they had been uh, involved with the, the Walker family uh, while they were in Velaki earlier and had some interesting run-ins with them. So uh, when they returned to Velaki, I had given them the uh, updated situation there as far as uh, there being a little bit of a power vacuum, the Burgermaster stepping in and taking care of business, and uh, having uh, you know had the issue with the Lady Walker being a uh, not a, a political opponent of his, you know, also vying for some control in the town. Uh, <laughs> so when she was removed, uh, things happened, and now you've got. Um, one of the uh, brothers is the sole surviving male heir, so he has inherited the um, the family estate, as it were, and is also now the uh, guardian of his sister, who still suffers from the, uh, I don't know if it's like cat dementia or something, but, uh, you know, where she's pretty much stays in her room and, uh, you know, acts like a kitty cat, which we played that off, tried to uh, sensitive about it and not have it, uh, you know, it's not a joke or anything. Uh, so, you know, we're taking the mental illness fairly seriously that, that hopefully it's something that they can uh, help her with. She is also, uh, let's see, I think is her name Stella, the little Walker uh, girl, well, teenager or something. She's also uh, was drawn during the tarot card readings early on in Curse of Strahd as their ally. So if they can um, bring her uh, around and have her nearby at least and possibly helping in the battle with Strahd, they will get some benefits from that. They're trying to, uh, from what they have said, their, their, their strategy here is to try to lure Strahd out of the castle for some kind of final confrontation. They've um, got the uh, Binding of the Vampire booklet well, more of a brochure, really. It just sort of gives them a whirlwind tour of what to do. Uh, 
about setting up uh, some blessed lanterns, keeping them lit during the process, and reading off the stanzas of terror, uh, all the while trying to uh, just get to the end of, of this and binding the uh, vampire back into the block of amber and denying uh, Strahd his immortality. So that's the end game there, and uh, they were able to find at uh, Salenka Pass when they were heading back home, or not home, but back, their idea was to leave the Ember Temple and go back to the tower to meet up with Esmeralda and Rictavio. Now, at this point, Rictavio is inheriting the body of, uh, or sorry, inhabiting the body of a flesh golem that was provided for, uh, the, to them by the, um, the abbot uh, up in up on the from the monastery up on the hill uh, in which case he's still getting used to that physically but now uh, since his old body was um, killed and his spirit was uh, trapped in that ring or not trapped but more like saved or preserved in that ring was uh, the abbot was able to go ahead and as a favor to them place it uh, into his flesh golem that he was using not the bride but the one he was using uh, sort of as a guard on the upper levels uh, of the cells where he had all of the mongrel folk. Um, so he's he's working on creating a replacement for that. But, um, so the characters are making their way. They achieved level 9 at this point. I think when they, their goal is to try to get to level 10 because they feel like that's going to be a power curve that is going to give them a much better chance against uh, Strahd. They fought uh, Ludmilla, who uh, is one of Strahd's uh, vampire consorts. Uh, she was pretty tough, honestly. She had a little retinue of direwolves with her. Um, they ran into her on their way back through Selenka Pass as she had shown up to check out why her alarm spell had been set off uh, when they freed the werewolf evil that had been uh, detained there. She had been experimenting on him, and it was rather horrible. So uh, they met her, had a, a nice little tussle. Um, I think I really need to improve on my vampire tactics because jumping in a melee wasn't as effective as I thought it would be. And once the, uh, one of the characters resisted her charm ability, uh, things turned bad quickly because they were able to eliminate her direwolf retinue that was with her. and she got ganged up on. Uh, she did, of course, use her Misty Escape ability, but given the roughly two-hour time period that she goes from Misty back to where she needs to uh, make it back to her tomb or crypt, she did not make it all the way back to Castle Ravenloft, so I uh, have ruled that she was uh, actually a defeated dead, like for real this time, the true death. So she's gone from the picture. Uh, so they are slowly whittling away at Strahd's allies. So we'll see how far this goes because uh, I know Rah Rahadin uh, is a, quite a stud muffin. And then Strahd himself, whew, he's, he's got some, uh, certainly got some extra juice if, if they find him, especially confront him in Castle Ravenloft. So we'll see how that goes. Everybody seemed to have a good time last night. Next week, we are playing again on Thursday, but we are also going to 
have a one shot. One of the players is going to run us through the, um, let's see, what's it called now? The introductory Spelljammer adventure that they have releasing in four different parts, I believe, on uh, Beyond. So we're going to try that as a one shot Monday and see how that goes. And then hopefully I'm going to get a um, one shot for the group uh, one day next week, either running trying to narrow it down to um, what's it called uh, Honey Heist by Grant Howitt or else another one of his one page games um, Kaiju Girls I believe and uh, I still am wanting to get a um, adventure from Barbarians of the Ruined Earth on the board we got to play through a zero level funnel uh, once and everybody seemed to have a good time with that so I'd like to try it with the uh, leveled characters where they have classes and things so that um, is on the docket for the next couple weeks or so uh, everybody it's a very very foggy friday here uh, be safe have a good weekend and we'll catch you next week